Austin's got to get his shoulder stretch in so he doesn't tear a rotator cuff. That's right. That's right. It's a very intense, physically intense podcast. When we when we say we're sweaty gamers, we mean we're sweaty gamers. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And this week we're talking about Operation Tango, spy-themed, asymmetric co-op adventure game, where uh, one person plays as an agent who's like in the field trying to, you know, procure some information or, or do a task or whatever. And uh, the other player is the hacker behind the scenes trying to get into the computer systems and the hacker like takes down the security system so the agent can progress through the through the buildings. And then, you know, the agent has to find some information for the hacker to go deeper in the security system. And then the hacker finds information in that that the agent uses to find the next place they're supposed to go to or whatever. Um, I think my favorite part about this game, as far as the co-op nature of it, is that it is designed specifically not to be played split screen. So you can't see what your partner is doing, which is really different from a lot of the, the co-op stuff that we've played in the past. Even stuff that's asymmetric, like you're not doing the same thing, like it takes two, a lot of the, those puzzles. You could still see the other person's screen so you know what you're supposed to be doing and like taking cues from them. And this game, you really can't. And that is basically the the only, not the only, but I mean, that is the big challenge of this game is that the communication is so important especially just describing what you're seeing like there was a lot of times where we're just listing off names of things and we're like that means nothing to me and then he's like and i see this shape of oh wait wait go back to what was the shapes well i see something here i see something here it's it's great it's just always being communicating yeah you're like it kind of looks like a key but there's like a triangle at the bottom and then it's like well is it a big triangle or a small triangle is it on both sides or one side okay (laughs) Right? You got to like work through those things. Yeah. And then there's a lot of like simultaneous action um, puzzles where you have to like navigate uh, a little guy through a maze, but like one of you is controlling the left and right, and one of you is controlling the up and down. And like that's really fun. There's like a bunch of blocks you got to move, and one guy can only move certain blocks, and the other guy can move some blocks. There's a lot of really fun mini games within the game that they do a really good job with. And they do a pretty good job, too, of, like, kind of switching up who's, like, the static person and who's the dynamic person. Because, like, even the hacker, like, most of the game you're sitting there, like, just scrolling through menus or clicking on different things or whatever. But there are parts where you, like, go into this virtual world and, like, walk around and have to be, like, you're the person that's moving while the agent is, like, has found a computer and is telling you information or whatever. Um, I thought that was a neat little way to just, like, switch up the roles in-game a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice because I felt initially like, okay, well, they kind of designed this so that, you know, one person uh, who just is more comfortable just kind of with the mouse and navigating menus rather than like first person movement and platforming. They kind of designed the hacker role so that if you're not that comfortable with that stuff, then you don't have to. But no, that's definitely not it. They definitely have both players doing both things throughout the game. Before we get too much into details here, let's get, let's kind of get backstories. The story of the game is there's a hacker. 
a global hacker terrorist. You are trying to basically stop him from doing bad things. I won't give you the exact story because it's not a long game. It's a very short game. A uh, small studio. It's only a it's a Canadian studio. Clever plays. They've made Leap of Fate. Never even heard of it. Uh, it's listed as a cyberpunk action roguelite. I think it's interesting that their last game was also a cyberpunk game because this game is also very like futuristic. Clearly, their clever plays is into that that time period and that aesthetic. Uh, so I thought this game for the most part was pretty dang easy puzzles wise. Like most of the time you're just, the difficulty is just trying to communicate to your partner what you're looking at. Many of the puzzles it's like, oh, okay, I have this symbol, this symbol, this symbol. And they're like, oh, okay, the code is 391. And you just enter the code. And there's not too many timed segments where like you have to do, there are some, but there's not many. And the ones that are timed are not that difficult. Garrett and I, we struggled a few times. A few times we just kind of just were like, I have no dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you made Oh, no it sense. was hilarious. On the last level, uh, I was like, I don't know what any of these things mean. We're trying to communicate. And I'm like, I'm just going to press six. And then I pressed it and it actually he worked. He brute forced it. Like, it just brute forced <laughs> it. It was like, well, that... I was, I was upset. And I was like, like damn it, that worked. <laughs> Shit. I was so mad. Okay, that's actually really funny because... The same thing happened to Cardi and I. Are you talking about like when you're diffusing the bomb at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I there's literally a part where I was like, okay, tell me how many connectors it has, and then it was like, that's it. Module completed, and I was, that was like, it. what? Was like what? <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It was the same that's one. That's what happened. Garrett just clicked the button and he goes, oh, it's done. I'm like, what? How? <laughs> Why did that so work? Funny. That should not have worked. <laughs> so funny that happened. Uh, so I played through this game uh, with my girlfriend Courtney and. Um, First of all, she was not a big gamer. Second of all, we got to the end of this, and she was like, that was awesome. I'm so glad we did that. That was the first game I've ever completed. And I was like, that's the first time you've ever played through a video game. Damn, that's crazy. That is really just to say that when Courtney had to control a first-person character in a 3D world where you have to move a camera and your person at the same time, that is not an easy task if you haven't played a lot of video games. There was a lot of times where it's just like she would do the right thing and she'd be like, okay, so I go up and then I go left and she would just go too far left and just fall into the void. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. God damn it. Garrett and I definitely ran into that a couple times where I'm like, go left. He's like, I can't go left. I'm like, I'm looking on the screen. Go left. He's like, that doesn't mean sense. That doesn't make sense to me. What, where, what direction do you want me to go? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a cool thing where a lot of times the orientation of the thing that the hacker is looking at and the orientation that the other person is in are different. And so it's like, okay, just go a direction. Okay, what are you calling that direction? Because that's up to me. And they're like, oh, well, that's left to me. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. All the difficulties I had playing this game were communication-based, not actually gameplay-based. I yeah. played this game with strangers on the internet. Wow. Clever Plays has a Discord for their studio, and you can go in it and just say, I want to play Operation Tango and hop in one of their voice channels, and people will play with you. Um, it took me five to ten minutes each time I did it. You know, some people just want to play Hacker, and some people just wanted to play the Agent, and another time we switched off, like, every level, which um, was a cool just, like, UI thing that I liked that you can do in this game is that you can just switch in between levels who's playing. Yep what character i really dug that 
you can actually even switch mid-level. What you yeah. can do is you can quit mission wherever you are in the mission and then switch characters and then go back to the mission and it'll start you exactly where you were. This game has a great checkpointing system, but and then you can you can have switched roles. Yeah, I I will say that I only ran into one glitch in this game, and it was on the very last level defusing the bomb. And I went in and it zoomed in way too far and I got stuck there. Being able to quit out of the level and not have to replay the entire level and going right back to that moment was incredible. So great job on that. Yeah, same thing. We had I only had one glitch where I was just like, I know exactly what I need to do. There's a server on the wall. Here is the access code. She's like, what's the access code? I'm like, 3018. And she's like, nope, that says it's wrong. And I'm like, 3018. She's like, nope, it's not working. And we were like, okay. And we just quit it. We logged back in and it immediately worked. So there was just some kind of disconnect. But yeah, it took took all of 30 seconds to abort the mission, log back in and load it back up. So good job designing uh, Clever Plays. We appreciate yeah, this, that. Yeah, this game has great design just all around. The UI was so easy. Maybe it's just that we've been playing games lately that have had shitty UI, so I noticed <laughs> I mean, it stood out more. That there was a good, <laughs> There was just like, yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be that big of a deal to like have a good UI like that but the fact that it is maybe is more of an indictment of the video game industry as a whole yeah it's incredibly simple to start a game it's incredibly simple to join a game it's incredibly simple to pick which character you are like every part of the the process is quick and efficient even in game like I felt like playing as the hacker like I never had a problem like getting menus to open or like clicking on the right thing everything runs really smoothly which brings a point that this game is also great because it's only it's you one person buys the game the other person plays for free yep they got a friend friend pass just like it takes two yeah props to clever plays good job just talked about it's eight people and they have a better ui than companies that are 10 times as large if not 20 from software So, man, kudos to Clever Plays for this one. Graphics-wise, I thought the game was fine. There's nothing that's going to blow your your away. It communicates what's out there, but it doesn't look great. You're not going to be like, wow. I did, like, on the last level, you uh, the hacker could make holograms follow you. And so he made oh, a yeah. little hologram cat follow me. <laughs> little hologram cat. kitty. <laughs> little kitty. <laughs> Hell yeah, I made that kitty follow you. He's little like, is kitty. there a cat following you? Ah! <laughs> I mean, it does bring a light when yep. the, the game only requires a 1050 like it's not it's not an overly yeah. graphically de- de- demanding game it's yeah. it they did yeah, a good job with it it is it looks good and it's pleasing but it's not like crazy i didn't think it needed to be like that no i'm not saying that it good. Like, needed to be you know it's the the it's a simple puzzle game whose challenge is communication like it doesn't need to yeah. be this intricate thing where you have to like look through these really close together wires or whatever to like pick out a different it's like dude there's you know there's three of them and they're all very distinct colors that's fine that's all you need and that one's yeah. red that one's green oh actually speaking of which is there like a colorblind option on this game john or did you have any difficulty with wires i uh, i was the hacker during any of those times so yeah I, luckily I luckily i was always the wire person so Got we it. didn't I run into an issue i was hacking anytime that it was like I, i'm not sure to be honest I also have a bit of colorblind list, and I didn't notice, so I don't think there was much of a problem. Okay. Used pretty distinctive colors and kept it very minimal. 
doesn't look like there's an option for colorblindness, so I guess mm. maybe keep that in mind, but it seems like we have two colorblind people and it wasn't an issue, so... No. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take you guys to beat this game? Or did everyone beat it? Did everyone finish? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah so John and I played, and uh, it says four hours on Steam, so it was not that okay. long. No, we did it pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I was like four and a half, probably. Okay. Took Courtney and I eight hours, but well, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense yeah. if it's our first, first game ever completing. Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you. So I, I don't know what you guys played on. I stuck mouse and keyboard the whole time. Yeah, I switched back and forth, but but I was the agent, so I was moving around all the time. On any of the little puzzle games or the little like mini where you had to go move the little blocks. Oh yeah, I had to switch to mouse and keyboard. They, I okay. just couldn't do it with uh, <laughs> that was controller. that was probably the one that got us killed and we wasted the most time on is when you're putting blocks in front of the person but you don't see the lasers and they have to describe them to you but then he says go left and it looks like it's up or down to me that those got us oh, yeah. a couple times for a <laughs> while because he's like go left go left I'm like what there is no left <laughs> uh, any any thoughts on length like uh, I mean obviously it took me a lot longer to get through this but even for four hours like I feel like this game, by the end, like, there's kind of some repetition in the types of puzzles that you're doing, and they kind of reuse some things. So, like, I feel like if the game was any longer, I might have been a little bored with the same puzzles coming up again and again. Like, for me, it didn't overstay its welcome. Like, it was the right length for the amount of variety it had. That's exactly how I felt about it. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot since I finished it, because initially when I finished it, I thought, that's way too short. I'm still having fun. Like, I wish this were longer. And the more I thought about it, I was like, eh, the puzzles are like kind of too simple to sustain a length any any more than that, you know? Like, if, if puzzles were more difficult... But the thing is, if the puzzles were more difficult in the first place, it would take you longer to solve them than the, than the length of the game the would game, be longer yeah, it's anyway. Always, so it's like, yeah. you know... I, I felt like four to five hours is, yeah, I, that the length is fine. Yeah, I will say they added a DLC fairly recently where they added a bunch of challenge modes and uh, time trials. So if you do want more of the game, there is more of the game. And the puzzles are not exactly, I mean, it's the same style of puzzles, it seems like, but it's set up in different ways. So there is variety if you want it more. Yeah, I started playing some of those challenge levels, and they're good. I mean, they're more of the game. And and trying to get, like, the fast times is really hard. Yeah, we finished, and we, like, stepped into one. And it was, like, a minute and 20 seconds finished. And we, like, failed the first thing immediately. And I'm like, oh, wow, these are, like, actually challenging. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm, like, dying because we Garrett pointed out the way it is basically just space teams. It's a two-person space teams. <laughs> I actually think it's more similar to um, keep talking and nobody explodes. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's where somebody's trying to disarm the bomb and somebody has the manual and they're like telling them what to do. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like a mixture of both. both. There's, there's definitely puzzles in this game or challenges in this game that are exactly space team, but yeah, they, they use the exact keep talking and nobody explodes thing like a rubric where somebody's looking at a bunch of wires and it's like, if there are no green wires, do this. If the red wire is next to a blue wire, do this. The intended percent speed run is 36 minutes and 59 seconds. And now, do you know if the puzzles change up each time? I don't think they do. So you would just memorize them at that point. No, 
the answers to the puzzles, especially for like codes and stuff, randomize, but the way yes. you solve them doesn't change. Um, right. Okay. So there's like a small amount of replayability in that you can't just brute force a thing without solving it because you still have to find the answer. It's going to be like a different number or a different color or whatever. It changes every playthrough. So speaking of brute force, the fucking uh, things where you have to guess their password and it's either zeros or ones. Did anyone else just find those tedious and annoying? I did yes. not yeah. like those. Yeah. Okay. I, I think if I could remove one puzzle type from the game, that would absolutely be it. Courtney and I both hated those. That was a pain in the butt doing that on like train level where you had to like hack into a bunch oh, of phones until you got the right yeah. one. Yeah. But once I realized I was looking for a, a certain trait, I I didn't need to hack everyone. I, at first I started hacking everyone's phone and then I realized, oh, I only have to find this one person. Okay. I think we probably missed that. Maybe bad communication. As we said, basically all the puzzles in this game are just how well you can communicate. If you're ever like, I am stuck and I don't understand. This seems hard. The answer is you didn't ask your partner enough questions about what they're looking at. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh, should we talk about the music? Yeah. The music is all over the fucking place in Operation Tango. It's so it was um there's not a single composer. Both the music and the sound design were done by a studio called Vibe Avenue. I looked them up and they list like 36 games on their website that they've done either the music or sound design or both to and I had never heard of any of them. Okay. Although, admittedly, Operation Tango is one of those 36. So I never heard of any of the other 35. Although, sure. maybe other people have. It's just not in my... Maybe just not in my sphere. But clearly indie games. Right. And this studio, Clever Plays, only has eight people. And none of those people are a composer. So they hired out their sound design to this company. And I thought they did a pretty good job. The music is... It's all over the place in the sense of, like, there's no genre. that There's no one genre. Like... The theme song is this like big band, modern jazz kind of fast paced thing with like sax solo and like a trumpet solo. And then there's some like quiet atmospheric stuff that is mostly played. If you're the, if you're the agent, you're like going through the, the buildings or wherever. And then the hacker has like some electronica stuff in the background. And then when you do like the deep dive sections where the, like the sound picks up a little bit more, but it's really just more electronica and they are either faster paced or slower paced, depending on what puzzle exactly you're doing. I didn't find myself actively noticing the music very much in this game because of the intensity of the level of communication that you have to be having with your partner all the time. There is no point at which one of you isn't talking. And so that kind of covers up the music a little bit. And I thought, I don't know how you get around that. I don't know if there's like, just make the game louder, but then you're cutting into your the ability of your players to communicate like i didn't really i don't know it seemed like a great idea but i didn't maybe not the best execution i think it would have been so cool for your sequel to your game clever's plays here's from me to you you can put a clue or a a puzzle solution in the music that would be amazing yeah right you like either words in music or even just like a beat right that it's like pop 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 so then it's like oh it's two one two is the answer or whatever 
That would be right. amazing. I've done I've done escape rooms that played like a soundtrack, and there was a clue like in the the sound the ambient <laughs> soundtrack or whatever to, to one of the puzzles, and that is so fucking satisfying to realize when you like you know when you've been immersed in it the whole time, and then you critically listen and realize that there's a thing. That would be an excellent idea. Um, the music's not bad in this game, but yeah, again, it's just like it gets covered up by you just having to talk all the time. There was one level where I I did enjoy the music. It's when you're the hacker and you go in. I don't want to spoil anything, but kind of hack the internet. And it's great. The music comes in real loud and it's that electronic stuff. Sure. That that part's pretty fun. Um, But that's the only time I think I ever noticed the music. I thought that like the rest of the sound design was was pretty good. I mean, I liked, you know, the sounds that the computer made when you were hacking stuff and like, you know, the agent interacting with things made accurate sounds i guess like just it wasn't anything special it was just it was what this game needed and it wasn't any more than that yeah the little beeps and boops of the machines and the and the when you shut down the laser grid yeah yeah. and the drones behind the door there's one next to me it's coming (laughs) i can hear it (laughs) okay should we go on to final thoughts i think so let's do it all right uh, I really enjoyed my time with Operation Tango. Uh, I thought the puzzle design and the level design was really cool. I thought that uh, there was enough of a story to just kind of move things forward, but it's not going to blow your socks off. In terms of price, you know, it's 20 bucks for this game, but only one of you needs to buy it. It's maybe a little on the pricey side for how short a game it is, just because it's only four hours. But the nice thing is, if you have two different friends that you want to play this with, you could play through the whole game as an agent with one friend and then play the, through the whole game as a hacker with another friend. Like you can get two full playthroughs from this game and it's a totally different experience each time. So, you know, I, I think if you're looking for a co-op experience, uh, especially maybe with a friend who, you know, lives far away or, or something like that, I think this is a great game to do that with it's probably not the best game for like a significant other that you share a house with because you have to like sit in different rooms so it's not that good of an experience that way but as far as co-op experiences i really enjoyed this i think it's worth 20 bucks if you want to do that with a you know with a friend who lives far away that you want to hang out with but i think it'll go on sale and for you know 10 or 15 bucks i think it's a great deal yeah, I I think this is like the perfect game. If on a weekend you're just talking to someone online, a friend, and you're like, hey, I know this game, Operation Tango. Like, it's a really fun, short game. You can do it in one night. And I had a blast the whole way through. $20 is a little steep, but if two people throw in 10, it's not that bad. I mean, I think it's going to go on sale 50% off. These games usually do. So $10, I think, would be a steal. Uh, 100% great game it's a good great asymmetrical co-op game 20 bucks yeah it's reasonable I would def. I mean I, I I didn't pay for it you know obviously I'd split it with Garrett but I mean 20 bucks is great it's like Austin said just get four different just get six different people play with it a couple times but Steam will definitely put it on sale but I'll recommend it no matter what 20 bucks is, is well worth it I definitely think there's one bet better out there it takes two <coughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, this game actually did go on sale 50% off last week when I bought it. So it'll go on sale again. I think it's absolutely worth it at that price. I think it's still worth it at full price for 20 bucks, four hours of gameplay. That's 
with the replayability factor of being able to do the other character if you stuck with one all the way through. I, I think the replayability of it is kind of ruined a little bit by how easy the puzzles are because like the information might change like the specific information again like the code the exact numbers of the codes will change but the the location in which you find that information is the same so i don't know maybe it's a little too easy but like again if you just played as the hacker the whole time and you play as the agent it's a completely different game even if you remember what the puzzle is supposed to be so i think it's totally worth it at 20 it's not the best co-op game out there, but it is great because of the asymmetry. It's great because of the non-split screen so that you can't see. Like, like again, the challenge of communication is the challenge of this game, and I love that. Chris, would you recommend this for somebody who doesn't have a, a co-op partner in mind just to play with random strangers on the internet? Is it still worth 20 bucks? Yes. Cool. Uh, I this game. I don't know how long this game has been out, but it's not new. Um, and it uh, it seems like there is still enough of a community wanting to play it. Again, it only took me five to ten minutes to for somebody to respond to me on Discord and and hop into a game with me. And like, I played for like an hour at a time with five different people, and it was really simple to set a game up. Um, really easy to connect with someone and get into a game and yeah like frankly some people suck at communicating i had one person that i played with who just kept repeating the same direction over and over instead of being like (laughs) instead of understanding that that was not helpful and being like i'm like you need to say something different because what you're saying doesn't make sense to what i'm looking at so like describe it a different way you know so like i don't know you're gonna get hit or miss here or there but i I feel like that could happen with your friends too maybe your friends suck at communicating yeah john (laughs) i wouldn't say the community is vibrant but uh i mean it's active enough that i didn't have a problem getting people to play you know i bet that there are people on there who are willing to just they own their copy of the game and you can just download the french pass and they'll let you play with it like you can just play this whole game for free that way so Shit, that's a great life hack. Just download the friend pass, go on the Discord, and be like, "I want to play. Can somebody host?" I really and like I feel, we mentioned it, but like I really want to reiterate how great a thing the idea of a friend pass is. Like we talked about this when we talked about it takes two, but like, God, what a brilliant service by the studio to its fan base with a game that is intentionally co op and can only be played co op. You're not price gouging. You're not trying to. You're not trying to make money by making a co-op game. You're trying to make a good game that people can enjoy. I love the idea of friend pass for explicitly co-op games. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HTHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to check us out on Twitch to see what we are playing and talking about. Come in and join us on Discord. We hang out there and play games every night, and we like it when people join in. We're always happy to have more gamers on the server. Um, all those links and a link to the Discord will be in the show notes for this episode. Lastly, if you like this podcast, tell a friend or give us a rating, because both of those really help us out, moves us up in the charts, and we would really appreciate it. Don't forget to dibble those babs. God.